My friend Ralph Napolitano texted me this. Santos has to resign for lying about his life story. But Adam Schiff, who lied about Russia collusion and January 6th, how come he's not in trouble? Maybe Alan Dershowitz has the answer for that. Here he is, one of the, and I mean this, one of the greatest attorneys ever, a brilliant man, and a friend of Israel, and my friend, Alan Dershowitz. Good morning, Alan. Good morning. You remember on the cat show yesterday, they implied that Governor Shapiro may become the first Jewish president ever. And I said, what do you mean there's already a Jewish president? George Santos. <laughs> I know. I read it on his resume. He's Jewish. And he's in the White House. That's right. I mean, (laughs) that's very funny. And yes, I was on the cat show yesterday with John and Craig Eaton. When you made that comment, I've been doing double duty these days, Alan, doing the morning show (laughs) and the afternoon show. Thank you. Uh, That's very funny. And and who knows? Maybe George Santos did imply that somewhere down (laughs) years ago. But on a serious note, this whole George Santos thing, before we get to Joe Biden and the documents, in terms of illegal lying about all this stuff, I'm not sure that's the issue, but certainly the money, that $700,000, how did he get that? Where did that go? That becomes a point of legal contention for Santos, yes? Look, this is always the nose, the camel's nose under the tent. Uh, the the uh, making available these uh, classified material um, opened up an investigation, and it, you know, it then went to uh, Hunter Biden, the lease in his house, um, and, and we're going to see more and more. I have a prediction. I have a prediction we'll also see former presidents having had classified material in their possession wrongly, too. I think it's an endemic thing. I think that every president and vice president takes stuff with him. And that's why the law has to change. Uh, on January 19th, they have to close down the White House, basically, send in the archivists. The leaving president can't take anything. Everything has to be filtered through the archivists. Not a single piece of paper should be taken out of the White House by the leaving president. We, we've, we've had too much experience with it. It's a disaster. It's a mess. It's not deliberate. Nobody is trying to sell it to China or Russia. They're just either careless, sloppy, or maybe they want to take a few papers home with them as souvenirs or to help them write their memoir. Yeah. But we ought to change the law. Look, you, you and I both agree that at the end of the day, Donald Trump and Joe Biden, neither one of these guys are going to get in any real trouble for this whole document story. But you have to admit, Alan, that once again, the media, I mean, and not just the media, the DOJ, the FBI, they went into Trump's house like he was Pablo Escobar. They had SWAT teams and guns and yeah. went into Melania's drawers. With Joe Biden, it's kind of like ho-hum. You cannot deny that. There's no doubt about that. They have applied a double standard. And the Justice Department said, we're not getting involved in the search. We'll leave it to his own private lawyers. <laughs> the Justice Department got involved in 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 um, in Trump. Uh, they they uh, allowed the issuance of a search warrant, even though Garland has said that search warrants are to be issued only in extraordinary cases. That was the beginning. That was the first mistake. If they hadn't issued a search warrant against Trump, I don't think anybody would be making a big deal of a few documents that were found near his car at his garage. So I think it's tit-for-tat politics, and it starts with the Democrats. And you are on record many times on this show, and again with me and Katz yesterday, saying the impeachment. You're not a big fan of that. I mean, the Democrats looked for every opportunity to impeach Donald Trump, and we know all of it was nonsense, all of it. And you would rather see the Republicans not do the same thing here. Oh, yeah. No, the Republicans are making the same mistake. They're going after Mayorkas. I don't like what Mayorkas is doing on the southern border. 
uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy is right to say that he has kind of abused his office, but that's not an impeachable offense. You know, the very same Republicans that applauded me on the floor of the Senate for saying that abuse of power is not an impeachable offense, it has to be treason, bribery, other high crimes and misdemeanors. The very same Republicans, Kevin McCarthy, are now saying, oh, you don't need crimes, you don't need uh, misdemeanors, all you need is abuse of office or dereliction of duty. And the Democrats who insisted that it was okay to prosecute, to impeach Trump based on vague criteria like abuse of power, they're not saying, oh, no, no, you need high crimes and misdemeanors. Everybody is switching. Everybody is failing the shoe on the other foot test. And the motto on top of Congress should be, we're hypocrites. I'll tell you what, though, we had this discussion yesterday, and I got to give Judge Weinberger credit. He was on the phone, not in the studio with me, John, and Craig. And he said, but wait a second, Alan. You know, Mayorkas is on record. I've got audio more than once telling us the border is secure. There are no issues. It's closed. It is wide open. It is not secure. There are all kinds of issues. To his point, at that point, that does become an impeachable offense, no? If it's, if it's perjury, if it's technical perjury, if he didn't make a mistake, it was just a matter of opinion. But if it was actual perjury, perjury is an impeachable offense. It's the paradigm of other high crimes and misdemeanors. So let's see what plays out. But just based on not doing a good job at the border, that's just not enough to impeach. What about all these kids that are dying in this country day in and day out? from the fentanyl, Alan Dershowitz, that comes across this border that Mayorkas claims is closed. Well, that's a good reason for voting against the person who appointed him. But, you know, it's hard to find a crime in that. Uh, you can find a moral sin. You can find all kinds of things wrong. But if you have to look to the statute books and say, what is it? What's the actual crime? Or is it behavior that is so close to crime that it fits the constitutional criteria of other high crimes and misdemeanors. Remember the word other uh, relates to the words treason and bribery. So it has to be criminal behavior akin to treason and bribery. When I made that argument on the floor of the Senate, virtually every academic in America, every professor attacked me saying I was wrong. Now they're all going to say I'm right when it comes to Mayorkas because professors are also a bunch of hypocrites, most of them, or at least many of them. Whatever helps the Democrats, that's constitutional. Whatever hurts the Republicans, that's constitutional. I was talking to a buddy of mine who's in uh, TV and politics yesterday, and he said he expects Alan Dershowitz that Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor, will announce he's going to run for president sometime in March, and that Ron is kind of sitting back and watching what happens with Trump in terms of his legal issues to see if Trump can actually still run. And there are two things out there that I think people, Trump supporters, are nervous about, not the Mar-a-Lago stuff, but January 6th and the case down in Georgia, what are your thoughts yeah. on those? Well, first of all, I had dinner with uh, DeSantis and his wife and just another couple and my wife shortly after he was elected governor. And I was really impressed. You know, he we went to Harvard. He went to Yale. He talked about the environment. He uh, uh, about now, unlike and, George Santos, he really did go to Harvard and Yale. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, he really did have dinner with me. So if he ever <laughs> says that, it's absolutely true. Right. Uh, and look. I think the president has something to worry about because he's the subject of all of these investigations. But in the end, January 6th will not become a criminal case because the, the speech itself was constitutionally protected. He said he wanted people to protest peacefully and patriotically. Then the call. The call has two possible interpretations. 
Find me 12,000 votes. Find could mean discover votes that are actually cast. Look hard. See if there are votes. That's innocent. Or it could mean make up 12,000 votes, which obviously would be guilty. But when you have a statement like that, it's on tape, which is subject to two equally plausible interpretations. There's a rule in criminal law called lenity, L-E-N-I-T-Y, that says you must interpret it in the way more consistent with innocence than guilt. So I think he's safe on both of these. You know, one more about Trump. Uh, he was very angry a couple of months, last month, and uh, over the whole election fraud and all that. And he, he talked about ripping up the Constitution. And I know what he meant, and so do you. We didn't really mean that. But as a constitutional lawyer, I know a lot of folks that were really, really upset about that. Knowing what he meant, he just didn't say it. What are your thoughts on yeah. moving forward about election fraud and what Donald Trump did say last month? Well, what he did say is exactly what uh, hard-left Democrats are saying. Oh, the Constitution is not as important as achieving the right results. The hard-left is saying that. They're saying ignore the Constitution. They're saying pack the courts. They're saying have age limits or term limits for uh, justices just because they want to get their way. So, you know, both sides are weaponizing the Constitution, using it when it helps them and ignoring it when it hurts them. And it's wrong in both instances. Look, the reason I don't have that many friends is I attack the right and the left <laughs> right. with equal fervor, it's and true. I don't choose sides. Yeah. No, it is true. You do do that, and that's why I actually love you, but I'm sure most people uh, don't yeah. like that. You're right. Uh, so in the end, let's wrap this up, put this a nice little bow on this, Alan Dershowitz. It's always an honor having you on the program. Uh, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, uh, do you expect, with all these things out there, Biden documents, Trump, January 6th, Georgia, do you expect that one of them, both of them, or neither of them ends up in real legal trouble over the next 6 to 12 months? I don't think either of them ends up in legal trouble. I think they both end up losing some supporters in the center uh, who don't like what they did. A lot of Trump supporters didn't like the January 6th speech. A lot of Biden supporters don't like what's going on at the border. And But when it comes to you know casting a ballot uh, two years from now, uh, we're going to see. Uh, I think it's going to be Trump versus Biden. Uh, oh, I think Biden is going to run only because his people are telling him he's the only Democrat. Who can beat who can beat Trump? If Trump doesn't run, if DeSantis runs, then I don't think Biden runs. I think he then gets uh, a younger person to to go against DeSantis. So I think there's a long way between now, although it's a very short period of time, it's only a year. And a year from now, we will basically be in the heart of the presidential campaign. It's impossible to know right now who the candidates are going to be. And by the way, one quick thing on the way out. I'm sorry, one more 30 seconds. Sure. How do you take the guy that was uh, got into hot water and, and uh, in trouble here at the Trump Organization, how do you put that old Jewish guy in Rikers Island? Can you explain that to me? Uh, okay, that's <laughs> horrible. Nobody should go to Rikers Island. Certainly nobody that person's age should go to Rikers Island. Uh, you know, Rikers Island is a place where people get raped and killed and extorted. Uh, it, it should be closed down. Nobody should go there. And, you know, prosecutors use it. I'm going to send you to Rikers Island unless you cooperate. And here you have a guy who cooperated in the sending it to Rikers Island. That's just not the right thing. Alan, as always, thank you so much. You're brilliant. You're great. You know, I love you. Please keep coming back. Thank you. Anytime. Thanks. I love your show. Thank you. Alan Dershowitz. How about that? I love your show. Hey, make sure you get that, Justin. I've never heard Alan Dershowitz say that. How about that? What a day for me. Good morning, America <laughs> and Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> Scallops and risotto all around. It all started at Doc's last night with scallops and risotto.
Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority. PriorityGoldGuide.com